This is the M-Bomb Effect. M-Bomb. Look at this guy. What the hell happened to his eye? He looks insane. Omen. I will tell my son this. You better make sure she comes. Ghost. It's like uh, going back to Comtex with uh, Tomb Raider. Austin Dash. He eats you alive. Have you not seen Mermaid? Andrea. He called her over to use her body to masturbate himself. Streaming live from YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and the mbombeffect.com. The M-Bomb Effect starts now. What is going on? Welcome to the M-Bomb Effect. I am your host today, uh, M-Bomb, here live in studio on the ROC, Bay Bay. Today I have with me Jade, the musical misfit. How are you? Oh. What's up? There we How go. How are you? <clears throat> ah, doing okay. We're doing all right on this end. How are you doing? Um, pretty good. It's been kind of a dreary, cold kind of day, so I've just been doing some stuff around the house. Yeah. Um, kind of hanging out. Now, where are you from exactly? I am from Alta Vista, Virginia. So, like, literally in the middle of nowhere. Oh, all right. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have snow over that way right now, or? I'm sorry. Do you have snow over that way? Um, I think it was flurrying earlier, but as of right now, um, I don't have anything. At least I don't think. I hope not, because. I don't have to go anywhere, but my husband has to work tonight, so... Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, oh, and, and over here, it's, like, we got snow, and it, it, today was really a nice day, comparatively. It's still cold, but it's, like, sunshine a little bit better than it was when it was cloudy, and, you know, it, it just was dreary, and it was just so depressing, you know? And, and that's what I don't like about winter is the fact that it, it is a depressing season, and, and when summer comes, it's, like, happy, because everything's, you know, there's festivals, there's, there's rock shows happening, so... I prefer fall. Um, I like a nice crisp morning and, you know, I don't mind the crunch of the leaves and that sort of thing, but, and I don't mind snow really if I don't have to travel. If I don't have to work or go anywhere, I'm good. Let it snow. Oh, absolutely. If I know I have to work, because I work in healthcare, so if, if you're familiar with that, um, you got to be at work regardless of if it's snowing. It could be tornadoing outside. It doesn't matter. Yeah, there could be an earthquake, it's, you know. You have to be at work, and you have to be at work, point blank, period. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's like they, they want you there, even if you're, uh, you, you went through a tornado, a hurricane, and an earthquake all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it gets crazy out there. <laughs> now, Jade, uh, no, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about you. What, what exactly, um, <clears throat> what do you do, and, uh, and when did you start? Oh, now I know how my guests feel when I ask them questions. <laughs> oh, I hate this. Um, so my name is Jade. My headphones are malfunctioning, so don't judge me. Um, I am a podcaster, and I do something called Musical Misfit, where I promote, talk about, and um, highlight local or DOI bands in and around the scene here in Virginia and beyond. Yeah, and I noticed uh, you you've done um, different interviews and all that, right? Um, yeah, I've interviewed a pretty wide variety of bands. I've interviewed bands like Fight from Within, 
Um, shout out to homies. Um, Tactosa, um, a band called Three Piece, The Loves of My Life. I love those boys to death. Um, Wretched <laughs> Idol. I've interviewed quite a few bands. Nice, nice. Now I've, uh, you know, I've been doing this for four years. Now this whole aspect is new, but um, within that four years, I've had bands here lo locally in Rochester in studio with us, and uh, we've had the likes of Perspectives, Diluted. Unfortunately, they they're not a band anymore. Yeah. Um, that was kind of sad to see, you know. And then uh, we also had um, we had Ivy's Panic Room. We've had a, a couple different. I'm more alive. I'm more alive is great. Uh, unfortunately, they broke up recently. Um. But yeah, we've had a couple different bands here from Rochester. I'd like to get some uh, some bands from outside the area now, especially now with this capability. <laughs> oh man, dude, I got bands for days. Um, I could name you probably like fifty off the top of my head. Yeah. Um. Uh, in terms of like bands around here in this area, um, gradual slip. Well, gradual slip is from. Uh, Maryland, but they're super dope dudes. Great music with an awesome message. Of course, my homies Three Piece. Um, they are really super good friends of mine. Um, shout out Toby and Aaron and Scott for being such great friends to me and for welcoming me into the scene. Um, um, Autumn Lies Buried, um, Heavy as the Head. Autumn Lies Buried obviously isn't from around here, but there's there's no shortage of bands to talk to that are trying to get out there and make a name for themselves. Oh, absolutely. There's so many bands out there, and they have such talent that, you know, it's hard to miss them. <clears throat> and that's what I it's like. It's hard about to keep up, honestly. Well, that's it, I feel it. like I'm constantly struggling, like, not struggling per se, but it's like every day I get on Facebook and I'm just scrolling along, and then next thing I know, Facebook goes, hmm, you might like this, and it's a random deathcore band I've never heard of. I'm like, all right, cool. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Or Spotify's like Discover Weekly, like ooh, like add, click, add. You gotta have them, you know. It's like you, you collect all these. It's it's like collecting the 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 Funko Pops at this point. Now you're just collecting bands in your Spotify <laughs> playlist. It's really funny that you mentioned Funko Pops because I actually collect comics. So nice. Um, yeah, wonderful time to collect comics right now. Oh yeah. Uh, Reinhold from Perspectives loves his comics. I have comics. Oh, you know, yeah. It's been a while since I've uh, opened one up and take a, uh, uh, a chance to read the new ones that I got, but um, i got to get back into that. What would you pick up? Um, oh, God, this was now a few years ago. It was like Spider-Man's. There was a couple of those. Uh, a couple, I think it was okay. a Punisher in there somewhere. Um, yeah, I, I got them sitting in a box still in the wrapping. <laughs> I mean, that's the best way to store them, really, if you think about it, because you don't want them to get... You know, them, you want to keep them edges nice and crisp. You don't want any creases and oh, no. ripped pages and stuff like that. That'll, you know, diminish the worth, I guess, for lack of a better word. But, I mean, if they're just readers and you just want to flip through them back to back, then go for it. All of mine are bagged and boarded, and I flip through them occasionally unless I know it's a hot issue that eventually I'm either going to sell or that I know it's going to be worth something later on. So... I have quite a couple of those, but I have at least one. You know those big, giant, um, black, like, storage things that you are specifically made for comics? Yeah, I've seen those. I have, I have one of those, and then I have, like, one that's, like, halfway full, and then I have one that has, um, like, just some random, like, Todd McFarlane, like, toys, and um, my 
uh, graded stuff is all in there. So I have three boxes total, and then all of my omnibuses and um, just single issue stuff that's just sitting on my shelf. So I have quite a wide variety of crap laying around my house. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I noticed that too with here. Like we have all this stuff, and, and there's like different things that I'm like. When did, when did we buy this? When, when did I Why get this? Why do I have this? <laughs> yeah, it's just sitting there. And it's like... It is very easy to accumulate stuff. It is. If you are one of those people that like you collect stuff or... Um, I, I know when I was in college, I just accumulated so much crap. And when it came time to move out, I was like, when did I buy this? Why did I buy this? I don't need this. No, I know. It's like... Uh, my wife and I bought our house uh, back in 2019 now, and it's almost been four years since we've been here. Oh, wow. We haven't, nice. we haven't unpacked everything. It's there's, there's still stuff. in really? the Oh yeah. There's still stuff in the room here that we got to, got to clean up because now we're having a kid on the way in, in August. And so that's going to get clean. Congratulations. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, we're, we're very excited. Like it, it's uh, it's, it's reality coming into play here. It's, it's, it's setting it. Sweet. So that's why, you know, I, I told you three o'clock, because my wife and I had to go to an appointment and we heard the heartbeat for the first time. So that was cool. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. It Good was. for you. Yes. That's really cool. Yeah, it's exciting times, you know, and it's just like, you don't really think about it. Like I, I have nieces and a nephew and, and I love them to death, right? Don't get me wrong. But when it's your own kid for the first time, there's a, there's a difference, mm -hmm. you know? And it's special. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I just got married. Well, I got married in October of last year or well, year before that. Just kidding. So thank you. So it'll be two years in October. And so all year people have been asking, so when are we going to get some little Jades and Matthews running around? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, guys, give, give me some time. Let me get my life together and we'll see. Yeah. You know, we didn't rush into it. We've been married. Let's see, going on four years. So it's, it's literally around the nice. time we're having this kid is like the four year mark of our marriage. <laughs> Aw, so, that's really cool. Yeah, you know, don't rush into it. You know, I always tell people, you know, when yeah. you, you know, everybody's like, oh, do it when you're ready. And it's like, I don't think anybody's mm -hmm. ever ready fully, right? That's what my great uncle told me that. He asked me like a few months ago. I was like, hey, so uh, when am I going to get some great nieces and nephews? And I was like, Unc, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not prepared. I'm not ready. And he goes, well, you're never really going to be ready. And I was like, yes, I know, Uncle Edward, I know. And he's like, when the Lord says it's time, it means it's time. And I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it just happens. Whatever you say. You know, whether you yeah, are ready or not. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, well, um, uh, I know that you're you're huge into metalcore, right? Um, I'm kind of huge into a little bit of everything. everything? So I listen, I listen to metalcore, hardcore, deathcore. Um, whatever my playlist is pretty all over the place. Um, so yeah, I kind of listen to a little bit of everything. Yeah. And that's kind of how, how I am, you know, back when I was a kid, you know, in, in middle school and high school, definitely, definitely a metalhead. But over the years, I've definitely expanded my, my tastes in music. So it's everything, whether it be hip hop, uh, electro or metal still, of course, I'll always have a, a love for metal, you know? So, yeah, I grew up. Um, my mom was really big into like old, like Motown and, um, some country. My dad listened to a lot of rap, um, Mob Deep, um, obviously Tupac, Biggie, rest in peace. All right. Um, all, all of that kind of stuff. He, he tells a story a lot about when I was little, he couldn't get me to go 
excuse me, to go to sleep. And he just rode around and just played gangster rap, and I just went right to sleep. <laughs> so, but um, I grew up and listened to all of that, and I found rock just kind of not randomly, but I heard I just you know you hear stuff from the radio and you're like, huh, what's that? And so you this was back in like you know I don't know two thousand nine or whatever. So I'm going on YouTube typing in whatever rock artist I thought sounded cool at the time. Mm. And I fell in love with um kind of like the radio rock stuff, like Breaking Benjamin, Disturbed, that sort of stuff. And then um, I found Grunge, fell in love with that. I dated a guy that was super obsessed with hair metal. Yeah. And so like like Motley Crue and that sort of thing. So um from there, I just kind of branched out and just found different stuff that I liked. I think my first, I guess, for lack of a better word, and don't attack me for this in the comments or anything, <laughs> but um, one of, I guess, my fa- my first hardcore band uh, was Knocked Loose. I saw them live and was just amazed with everything, like the energy of the crowd, the, like, just aggression on stage and I was like I need more of that in my life <laughs> so um I nose dived into the genre and here I am and here you are now you uh interview bands like that's like one of your I, dreams yeah. right <laughs> I mean yeah and it's um it's really weird so I started this project like with a friend of mine from college shout out guy love you homie um and we came to an agreement that it just we weren't on the same page he wanted to talk about different stuff and so it didn't really work out so i started a pro i started this and went on to just keep i I kept going and you know i picked up a second partner along the way shout out dustin love you dude um dustin had personal stuff going on in his life he has a kid he's an emt out there saving lives and stuff super proud of you but um I just kept on and found more and more bands that I felt like more people needed to know about. And so from the very beginning, it was always my mission to help promote um, smaller or DIY local kind of bands that I felt like more people needed to know. So it always fascinated me. Like you could have this amazing, wonderful band in your hometown that nobody else knows about. Absolutely. So I started um, reaching out just to bands here in the area, bands from like all over. Um, I got in close with um, Perspectives and Fight From Within and just all like a bunch of people from upstate. And I found more and more people to be close with. So um, the Internet was a really big tool. And obviously we all know that the Internet is kind of the end-all be-all for everything. It's how we connect with people. It's how we find new music. It's how we learn about shows and tours and, you know, know, new stuff. So that was really instrumental for me, and I've just been doing that since then. And it's been um, a little over a year now, and it's, it's pretty awesome. I love what I do. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that because, you know, 
I just had Sean from sitting with Sean yesterday and you know, he was like kind of not sure about starting a podcast when, when we started meeting and all that. And we mm-hmm. were on a buddy's podcast, uh, during a segment of clash of the casters, he calls it. And we were talking about all kinds of different things like spirituality and all that. And then like after the whole show, we, we got into it. Like, uh, Sean was asking us questions and I'm like, so what do you, what do you, what do you feel like? Right, man. Uh, you know, I was like, do you, do you want to? start the podcast that you're thinking of and he's like yeah it's like uh he's like yeah I, I just need help with it i'm like oh, okay and then uh so jukebox and i have been kind of mentoring him through it and, and now he's got a, nice. a decent podcast you know he's he's uh he talks about mental health awareness and uh recovery for addiction and all that and it, it's a good thing because i know there's a lot of people out there that that need to hear different stories to hear different people's experiences and that stuff and i think that his message along with his story and everybody else that he has his guests on there um could could definitely help people along the way absolutely and that's that's really awesome and i wish him the best of luck and everything yeah getting started can be kind of scary and difficult because and knowing what i know now i wish i wish i could go back in time and start things a little bit differently but overall just getting started and um, making a decision picking a name all that kind of stuff it it can be a little difficult but once you get into it and you start finding your your place and your niche and you know whatever it is that you want to talk about because if there's any ogs out there that have listened to like my first couple of episodes it was a little rough <laughs> it, yeah it was it was, we it was a little have, rough we um, all have that i crash definitely <laughs> um yeah i definitely uh, learned a lot and i owe so many people for helping teach me how to do this because I didn't really know how to do this. I just kind of wanted to. And so I did. So if there's anyone out there that is listening, that is thinking about starting a podcast or a project or whatever, just do it because you're going to be upset with yourself if you don't. And there's days where I got frustrated and I thought about quitting, but then I thought about, you know, a, the one or two people that might have listened to one of my episodes and taken something positive from it. I don't do what I do for, you know, to make a bunch of money or to, you know, be the best podcast on earth. I do it to help other people. And, you know, on my show, we talk about a wide variety of stuff. We talk about stuff going on in the music industry. Um, We've touched on mental health and addiction and things of that nature. And, if there's one person that takes something from one episode of my show, then I've done my job. Whether it's me just talking to the mic and spewing out some random nonsense about something Ronnie Radke did or something, or if I have a band on there that is pouring their heart out about their new release coming out in a month, and one more person listens to that release because they heard my show, then I've done my job. Absolutely. And like, that's like we were talking about, uh, that's how we are in this show. We talk about everything. And now, now granted, if you watch the main show on Saturdays at 6 PM, uh, there's a lot of different, you know, things happening here. We got four, uh, co-hosts at a time, sometimes five. Cause we have a, a cast of five here now. Uh, Andrea is our new co-host. Nice. She's amazing. I'm, I'm glad we have her on. And it's good to have that female uh, perspective when we talk about different things <laughs> on this show, uh, especially some of the social media posts and inboxes that we talk about. Cause you find all kinds of different things on Reddit and Facebook 
Facebook and Instagram and uh, oh Reddit. my god. <laughs> See, you too. <laughs> Everybody says the same I, thing. I, I go on just just to torture myself. I'll go on and read a couple Reddit posts and I'm like, "Uh, why did I do this?" <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a it's a rabbit hole that you go down and sometimes you just cannot get back from. Nope. But it's like I was entertainment, just right? It is. I was just on there today getting some stuff together for uh, Saturday, and I'm just like looking at some of the, the the questions that people were asking to Reddit and some of the comments, and I'm just like, are we really living in a world that like, that goes down this deep into the rabbit hole? <laughs> like, are we really this far off into this uh, abyss known as Reddit? Apparently, <laughs> apparently, it's a it's a big deal, and I never really explored reddit until i kept hearing like or seeing memes about like like the metalcore reddit or deathcore reddit and i would just go on and read a couple of the comments and things and i was like oh god why <laughs> like yeah yeah kind of gross um so it looks like uh there's this big news that happened this week ozzy osbourne is retiring from touring uh, he said, never would I have that. ever imagined my touring days would end this way. And, uh, you know, I love Ozzy. I love Black Sabbath. You know, they're classic. I, uh, yeah, I never got to see him live. But, you know, the, the poor man's been dealing with a lot of health issues. I mm -hmm. uh, completely understand where he's coming from. So, at the end of the day, yeah, this is probably the right move for him. Yeah, um, I I didn't read the article, but I did see the announcement that he is not going to be touring anymore. And on the one hand, like, yeah, it sucks. Like, you didn't get to see him perform or you didn't get to see him, you know, when he wasn't as sick or when he was in his prime or whatever. But at the end of the day, each person has to do what's best for them. And sometimes that means hanging up the hat and knowing when to stop because there's plenty of bands we could all name up or think of that probably should, you know, take a break, but don't or quote unquote, don't want to. <laughs> so I guess it just depends. But if you have something going on and, um, you know, you feel like you need to take a break, do it. Do not work yourself to death because you want to keep making money or whatever. Money will come and go, but your health and your relationships with your family or Whoever is what's most important. And my buddy James over at Bandhive Podcast actually touched on this um, with, he had a guest on his show um, this past Tuesday. I cannot remember the name of the guest, but they touched on being burnt out and overworking yourself when, you know, you're putting all this work in, you're touring, you're writing music, you're doing shows back to back, and you could potentially hurt yourself i mean you could blow your voice out maddie mullins has done it before oh man i've seen people like you know they come off stage and they're hyperventilating and they need oxygen or you know whatever so that aspect of it for sure and again just going back to like your family and your relationships and maybe you run a business while you're at home or you know whatever it is that stuff doesn't just go away while you're off on tour. No. So you kind of have to find the balance between, you know, being an artist and being a band and, you know, being out there and touring or whatever and, you know, your personal life. And um, I think as much as I regret not being able to see Ozzy, um, I think it's probably time. Oh, yeah. And 
I'm sure that the whole community is will give him a grand send off in the best way possible. Hundred percent, you know, and and Ozzy's done it pretty much all. I mean, he's he's toured everywhere yeah. that he possibly could. He's he's made I don't know how many albums. Yeah. He's done solo uh, solo albums. He's done Black Sabbath. I mean, he's done it all. So, at the end of the day, you know, it's it, it it's better for him this way. And I think, like you said, you know, you spend time with your family and all that. There's a work life balance that people need to I think understand. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, like, in my experience of burnout, it, it sucks. And like, you feel like yeah. you're trapped, you know, and, and the last company I worked for, you know, I did it for years, you know, I was working all these hours, getting home at like eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. And, you know, you know, it's just, it's not healthy after a while and you just got to balance yeah. it out. Yeah, it's definitely, it's hard. And I mean, I hit a wall at one point when I was doing, um, I was, I think I had like a bunch of back to back episodes and it was just, I was also having some stuff going on at work. And that with trying to keep, you know, the household in one piece, it, it can be a lot. And so I think I recorded a few episodes ahead of time and then I took a little bit of a break and I bounced back and I feel like I bounced back a lot better. And being a content creator, it can be difficult because you feel like you constantly have to put something out and you do but you can find ways to keep yourself from overworking. Like you can plan posts ahead of time or, um, you know, record episodes ahead of time. I, re- I record pretty much every episode ahead of time unless it's like something super duper important that I have to put out that day. But for the most part, you know, I do stuff ahead of time. I'm getting a lot better about planning um posts and you know memes and stuff like that and i have stuff that you know i do every week like i do something called weekly vibe top five every friday where i pick five songs and just and do a little like graphic or whatever and post it and on wednesdays i announce my podcast uh guest for the week so um if you've ever seen my facebook page and you're familiar with some of the posts oh absolutely but um (laughs) Having to find that balance of, you know, like handling your stuff and making sure you're putting out content so, you know, you can stay relevant or whatever. And then also knowing when to put your phone down and take a break. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. You know, I have a new schedule. I started a new job back in November and I I wake up at like three in the morning and I I, I typically, (laughs) yeah, actually it's been like two 30 in the morning. So, (laughs) um, but I'll be honest with you though. It's nice because I get home a little earlier in the day now, like anywhere between Mm -hmm. it could, it could vary eight 30 like today, or it could be like two o'clock in the afternoon. Regardless though, I have time now, but now I notice I have time to to do more show stuff, to do more content, uh, just, just going online and and searching for the content for that day or the, the, the week. Um, and I'm finding myself constantly on my phone. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I, I, I can already feel that way, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I got I to gotta balance this out somehow. And not for nothing, but it is important to put out content, like you said, but there has to be a fine line. Like we just started, mm-hmm. I started doing the highlight clips and trying to release the highlight clips throughout the day, which is cool because if you do a show like today, like we're doing, um, then you can highlight clip some of those and get some good use out of it, like throw them on Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. So there is a fine line between some balance there. Yeah, definitely. And um, 
knowing also when to reach out for help if you are like frustrated and you don't know where to go or what to do um having a support system is really important even if you're a solo project and um whether you're a band or a podcast or whatever having someone to reach out to that you can ask for help or hey um i'm having a hard time you know filling some spots for this or i'm having a hard time coming up with content or what, whatever it is if you can reach out to someone that might be able to brainstorm some ideas and i'm fortunate enough to have the people in my life that i do um like like mikey toby dan from total death or um dustin from ghost media like just all these different people taylor from taste green life like all these different people that i can reach out to and say hey I'm having a hard time or I want to bounce some ideas off you. Do you have a second? And nine times out of 10, one of them is going to give me the time of day, even if it's just five, 10 minutes. And having that kind of support system is, is irreplaceable. And again, whether you're a solo project or you've got um, five or six hosts on your show, you know, being able to reach out to someone that's on the outside looking in and isn't, you know, overanalyzing because I overanalyze like everything. Like, I feel like every time I post an episode, I'm like, oh, this is shit. This is going to be terrible. No one's going to listen to this. And you kind of have to just find ways to work through it. Yeah, absolutely. If you can just get through that. Like, I I just had a – so there's a chat that I'm on. There's some podcasters on there. And, it, and the one guy was like, oh, I think we just shot a shitty show. And everyone's, like, being supportive. Like, okay, well, we all have that. I know for sure we've all had uh, garbage shows sometimes. It's like yep. there's times you like you end the episode yeah. and you're like, Jesus Christ, did I really put that out there? <laughs> <laughs> like, but you know what though? That's the whole part of learning this whole process. This is a journey. Yep. It's not like getting it right all the time. We'll never get it right every time. You know? No, no, not every episode is going to get 50 million listens, and not every episode, every Facebook post you make is going to get you know, a thousand likes or what have you, you just have to hammering away at it. Absolutely. And I think creation is rough. It, it can be. It can be, can be kind of difficult. Yeah, it, it really can be. I mean, you know, there's so much to it that people don't see. Like they see what, what's going on here right now. We're just shooting the shit and all that. Mm -hmm. And everything's fine, right? Everything's fine and dandy to them, but they don't see the things that happen when the cameras are off, the microphones are shut down and the computers are closed up and they don't see the, the, the time that it takes for you to make a graphic, just one graphic. Sometimes it takes like an hour. You never, you never know. It really depends, you know? It depends. And then like, well, I do mine the lazy way. So <laughs> <laughs> I, use, I use pick art and just like put a logo or, you know, whatever, and but I, I do spend time actually, you know, going through and picking something that reflects what who my guest is. Like the one that I did for um, Homicide, for example, or the one I just did for an episode that comes out Saturday. Sorry to think about it um, with a band called Phantom Hourglass. Like it does take time to actually sit down and make and. Um, pick out like, oh, this 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 looks weird, or the coloration in this is wrong, or you know what have you. Which is why I low key kind of terrified to get into professional photography. Yeah, because it it can be kind of difficult. I take photos of bands 
to at every show that I go to, and if they are um, if they're like some decent looking photos, I always send them to the band. I'm like, hey, these are not professional, so you know I'm not going to charge you for them. But you know, here you go. You can you know use these if you want to. If not, you know, delete them and you don't have to. Right. But um, it's it's amazing what you can do with a phone. Though, like I will say. Some of the editing and stuff that I've done through the phone can be—it's it, amazing. And oh, yeah. I ha- i don't even have an iPhone. I have the Samsung Note and the camera on this thing. Holy crap! It's, it's beautiful, insane. isn't it? It—it's yeah, it's weird. Like I—I'm <laughs> not. Uh, and people will say, "Oh, it's not an iPhone product and it's trash." Mm, debatable. No, it. Listen, uh, Samsung is great. Look, I got I, I got all these close ups of the moon with all the details, and I was just blown. Really? Oh yeah, I was blown away. I was like, "How can a phone have such a good camera like this?" I was like, "But you know what, though, technology I, I, is a grand thing. It is, and that's just it. Like when it works. When it works. When it doesn't yep. work, forget about it. Rip it up. It's no yep. good. <laughs> if it doesn't work, then you're sitting there like, "Did I really just record a whole episode and then?" Um, it not record because that happened to me live oh. i tried to do an interview with a band um a band called dead switch here from lynch uh, um virginia and i had the whole band ready to go i had my questions it went great and then as soon as i looked down at my phone it didn't record a word oh that was said God. i wanted to cry yeah i, I, I went up to the lead singer later on and, and you know shout out to him for being super understanding but i was like so don't be mad at me, but it didn't record any of that. And I was, I felt terrible. I was like, oh, oh, this no. is so unprofessional. They're never going to want to talk to me again. Oh, but no. we did. And homie was nice enough to come on my show and talk to me. So, yeah. No, that's glad. I'm glad that they're understanding though, because sometimes you do get the one off where they, they don't want anything to do with you after that. Like they feel like you just completely <laughs> just, you know, but it's one out of a million, right? Um, yeah. With all that being said, though, what, what what was a big spark though for you to to finally get into gear and start the podcast? Um, the timeline was really weird, and I think that I when I first started out, I was doing some posts and stuff here and there because the the Facebook page came first, and then the show came after that, and the Facebook posts were just like just random stuff about rock related content. And then I got with my friend guy from school and we talked about, you know, the idea was because guy is a very like, he loves like basketball and different things like that. And he listens to a lot more rap than I do, which, you know, nothing against anything like that. But the idea was to have two separate, opinions about goings on in the music industry that that's what we're really gonna do and then guy got busy doing other things and he has his own show actually called some guy's opinion i haven't i don't know if he's done anything recently but you can count some of his old episodes they're they're pretty hilarious guys a really talented funny dude but um i after that, I kind of just took over. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself. And then I realized I can't do this by myself. And then I found, like, I got with my buddy Dustin, who actually, which is really hilarious, lives up the road from me. Oh, wow. Which is, yeah. So it worked out. Yeah, I know. Is 
it could have been a dream team. And then um, got busy. life kind of happened. And I just decided I can either wait for another partner or I could just do it on my own. Yeah. And so I interviewed, I started reaching out to bands to interview. And the first couple episodes were a little rough, but I found my groove. I found like, and the, I think the pivotal point for me was finding all these local and DIY kind of bands that no one knew about. And I was like, how do y'all not know who these guys are? Like, this is insane to me. I know. <laughs> so I started just reaching out to different people. And then um, I became really good friends with with Mikey from Fight From Within. Shout out, Mikey. Love you, dude. Um, I got in with a lot of people from, like I said, from up in New York, which, you know, and you know, we could we could talk about some of that stuff all day, but the reality is that I made a lot of really good friends that were able to help me get, you know, my stuff together. And for better or for worse, I'm thankful for anything and everything that happened just because I know that I learned a lot of valuable lessons and I'm thankful to have the relationships and um the people that I do have that are still around. Yeah, absolutely. It's that support system, you know, and that's what I was talking about with the other guy. He, uh, he has that support system. We all do, you know, in some way, mm -hmm. shape or form. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, the, like you said, how do you not know about certain bands? Like there's certain bands in, in all the, these different locations and it sucks mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm sure you understand the algorithm is, is not the best on Facebook and all that stuff. And unfortunately, these bands have to battle that too. And that's just it. Like, there's so much talent out there. Now, with that being said, though, there's always shows to go to. There's always shows here in the ROC. There's shows down where you're at in Virginia. There's shows all over the country. Um, yes. Now, I think um, we, I know we've all in the, in the music scene in some way, shape, or form, whether we are directly involved or, or on the outs, outside looking in. We all saw some of the things that happened last year, 2022, uh, specifically in the summertime when... And that's my cue. Peace out, guys. <laughs> when the, uh, the, the irate fest happened. Now, we don't need to get into specifics. We've already all talked about it. We've, I'm sure you've talked about it. I, we've talked about it here on this show. We've touched upon it. Um, but I think what's more important is like... What happened afterwards? Like, I know you and Ghost uh, Entertainment and, and all that, Ghost Media Entertainment, you guys had something going on with that. But I feel like you guys mm. also, you know, kind of got out of that just fine. Um, so, how do I put this delicately? Long story short, there were some unfortunate things that did happen, a lot of relationships and friendships that, no longer exist or were fractured due to the events that did happen and it sucks but like you said um i did make out with some pretty awesome friends i ended up make like you said making um having a good relationship with dustin from ghost media um it kind of fortified some friendships that were already there and there were some that you know kind of went away and that's Okay, at the time, it really upset me and it sucked. 
but I know that not you don't have to be friends with everyone. And I think that that's that was a hard lesson for me to learn. And it's a hard thing in general, just throughout life to learn is that not every single person that you come in contact with is going to be your friend. And friend is a very loose term. So um, I guess after that, like I, Dan Whitehouse from um, Total Death Corps hit me up, was like, hey, um, do you want to be a part of Total Death Corps? And I was like, moi? <laughs> me? Are, are you sure? <laughs> and so um, Dan's been really great. Um, I've had some cool opportunities because of him and the whole gang at Total Death Corps and um, B-Dog King, shout out Chris, and just the whole team. And there's been just some great opportunities in general for a lot of other people that I've been fortunate enough to be a part of because of that relationship. And some of this stuff never would have happened. Like I never would have you know, gotten to interview bands like Tactosa if it was not for Dan. So I think that going forward, the events that happened in Kentucky Air 8 Fest sucked. People lost out on money. People lost friendships. Like people's businesses were affected negatively. I had some pretty nasty things said about me and people that, you know, I'm friends with and everyone has their own opinion and everyone is entitled and if you are negatively affected and you you know you choose not to be involved with any of you know the businesses or bands or whoever that were involved with that festival then that is perfectly fine and I have nothing against you and if you chose to stop interacting with me because of those events that's that's fine too I understand and I wish everyone the best. And so now it's looking back. I think that I'm not going to say we needed it, but I think that it put a lot of things into perspective and it made us think more about who we choose to let in on our projects or who we choose to interact with or book shows with or whatever. So I, there's, there was a, a few positive things that did come from it and sorry that was really long-winded but um i think going forward i think a lot of people learned a lot and we're going to be in much better shape for 2023 oh absolutely i already see some shows uh happening <clears throat> planned out and ready to go for the summer and all this other stuff happening here in 2023 and i think there's uh there's there comes a time where people need to put themselves <clears throat> in in someone's shoes like yours and understand where you're coming from when it all comes down to it because it's like some of the things that happen, why should you be blamed for those things? Be just because yeah. you were somehow involved. And that's just it with, yeah. with all that stuff. Like, you know, granted what happened was not good and a lot of people were negatively affected, like you said. Um, it wasn't everyone that was on that card's fault and nobody should have, mm -hmm. have to, to, to carry that burden like that if they weren't involved directly. Yeah, and... Um, I think that it's, and it's not even just like a, a music thing. It's a people thing. Like we gravitate towards, if you see 
something like say if you're scrolling through facebook and you see something negative that for just for example ronnie radke said xyz at this festival or i don't know dave mustaine said blah blah blah, blah on the radio or whatever like it's easy to go on and comment something mean and then leave because you don't have to take responsibility for it and i think that there's a lot of people who could probably benefit from putting the phone down sometimes. And yep. I have to, I've gotten a lot, I've made leaps and bounds because, you know, I can be a little bit of a hothead myself, but you have to make adult choices and you have to be willing to sometimes just shut up, just keep your mouth shut. If you don't have something nice to say, then leave it alone. If you have something constructive to add, to the conversation or hey i didn't like this that you did maybe you should try this instead or hey you know i didn't like that you said this because it made me feel xyz and that person can take your words or they can choose not to and that's up to them right but i think all of us could probably benefit from just read and scroll read and scroll and just don't even comment just Keep on going. Yeah, I mean, social media has made it so easy for people to just talk their shit, but never face the consequences of a fist going through their phone and punching them in the face. And they no. they, just, they continuously talk shit, and it's it's like, come on, dude. So like, there's things online that I see, and I'm just like, I scroll by them, I I, I see them, and I'm like, you know what? What's the point of even commenting? And and that's just it. You'll never change their idea, their opinion, or whatever the case may be. And at the end of the day. There needs to be a dialogue, but it needs it needs to be civil, right? You can't just go on full blast, full on, just like, oh, you're an ass or that, you know, just it doesn't get anywhere. You're never gonna change anything. Yeah, and and but and on the flip side to that, I think that we also need to hold people accountable if they are doing something wrong. And there's a correct way to do that and an incorrect way to do that. Absolutely. It's, um you know, there's been times where I'll read a post and be like, You're absolutely right. Or, eh, I don't really agree with that, or, you know, what have you. And and I said this, and this is kind of unrelated in a way, but um, did you see the tweet from Andy Sizek from uh, Monuments where he was talking about being really frustrated with the music industry and whatnot? No, I don't think I, I don't believe I did. Um, It was, like I said, it was just like a tweet where he said, um, just being really frustrated with how music was and just having been in it for so long and um, having felt like he should have accomplished more by now. And he just was, I think he was just probably having a rough day, but I did an episode on it where I kind of broke down some of the things that were said. And one of the things I did say in the episode was to hold people accountable. And if you see something, say something. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess that, that t t tends to happen. You know, the frustration happens because there's a lot of drama. It, it's not just yeah. in this situation. It's on a grander scale. You know, I'm sure Ozzy Osbourne's had so much drama in his career, I'm sure. But here he is. He's still here. He's still kicking. And granted, he's retiring now, but <laughs> he's done it all, though. And that's just it, though. You, you got to keep on chugging along. You can't just let what somebody said yesterday affect your tomorrow. You just can't. I mean, there's so many people that talk about, like, podcasts even. You know, people talk shit about shows. But you got you can't let that, you know, you go on YouTube, maybe somebody just shit on your show. It's like, oh, this this show sucks. You're going to just fold and quit? 
No, you're going to keep on going and make it better. You, you got to keep think, going. Yeah, the best example for that um, with me is Finn McKenty. They put they put Homeboy through it on um, in YouTube sometimes. Like I'll read the comments. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> and he. He did a video about it like a while ago and was like, you know, I read some of this stuff and I want to quit, but am I going to give people a satisfaction of quitting? Absolutely not. No. But, you know, and it, it can be hard and it just goes back to, you know, being a content creator and willing, being willing to um, put anything out there on the Internet for other people to see. You have to, I guess, understand that regardless you're going to be judged no matter what you say, whether it's good or bad. Someone is going to have something to say about something that you said or did. And you just kind of have to take it with a grain of salt and find the people that do like what you have to say and vibe with them. Grow and, you know, hang out with them. Don't gravitate towards the negative stuff because it's not going to do you any good. No, it's not. You, you got to just cut that right out. <clears throat> um, there's there's people out there will say, don't even read those comments. Don't even look at them because it's going to tear um, you down. What do you feel about sometimes, that? Sometimes, yeah. Um, I think you... Mm, hear me out. I think you should read some of them, but not all of them. If there's a negative comment on a post or something that you know, you made, and it's something constructive to go along with the negative comment. Like, say, if they say, oh, I really don't like your song because X, Y, Z, then that's different than your song fucking sucks. <laughs> and then that's the end of the comment. Like, yeah. And so I think you it. can, I think you should read it, but take it with a grain of salt and don't get submerged in no. that negativity. No, you don't want to go down that way. Very easy very easy to fall into that trap of comment after comment of you suck you're terrible you should just quit oh it's the worst thing i've ever heard in my life oh like it's very easy to fall into it and you know no one's i'm fortunate enough to not have you know haters and if i do they haven't you know comments on anything which you know please don't because i'm fragile don't expect me we welcome them here on this show. We got even got phone lines, but nobody's called in to say we suck yet. So we're waiting on that hey. day. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Well, you know, we glad to know I haven't trudged any negative uh, vibes onto <laughs> them. No, no, no. Um, well, we did have this one voicemail uh, a few years back now, and we used it in one of our rejoins after the break that we do during our live broadcast. And you know, that's what we turned it into. We used it as a positive. You know, it's this is what you got to do. You got to turn things from a negative to a positive. Um, yep. But um, the APB is definitely out. Old Post Bulletin. So we do a post here. Or we do a segment. All Post Bulletin talking about reddit right we always love reddit um so here's here's one for you uh because we talked about music today this this is a good one this is important so this one says radio or music i used to listen to music every day in my car but then it got boring to the point i started to listen to podcasts or the radio news it just got more interesting to point i don't play music no more in my car who else doesn't listen to music in their car and why how do you feel about that um I mean, I listen to both, 
um, I listen to, because a lot of times when I'm driving to work, because I have a 15 minute drive to work, so I can go through some of the releases from that week, or I can listen to a podcast from, you know, Finn or from my buddy James or um, Johnny McBee or whoever. So I think if you, I mean, it's your choice. You can do whatever you want. If you want to listen to music in your car, cool. If not, that's also cool. But I do, um, I see both sides. Like, I think sometimes you get, you know, you're distracted and you're driving. You can't really focus on the music anyway. But you could say the same thing for being on a po- or listening to a podcast. So, and I also think that there's a lot to learn from some of these shows. And when you find the right one that you vibe with that is interesting or, you know, has something that is neat to you, then listen to it as much as you want. And that would include my show. So please go subscribe and listen to my show. Thanks. Yeah, go check out the musical misfit. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I gotta be honest with you. There's, there's a lot of da- days where I listen to music. I dive into that or I'll listen to podcasts or I, I, if it's a bad enough day where I just don't want to feel or even hear anything, I just drive in silence because sometimes you have those days where you just can't, you can't deal with it. I don't know if the noise is just yeah. too much. But you just um, sometimes you just have to yeah. drive in silence. I think sometimes when I first leave work, if it's been a really rough day, I might drive in silence for a couple miles and then turn some music on. Yeah. So it just depends. Yeah, and I mean, you said you have a fifty-minute jaunt to your to your work. Yeah, um, I work at the hospital. Like, it's it's almost an hour away, so it's like it's like a fifty-minute drive every day to work. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> 40 if I'm speeding. Well, you know, sometimes you got to make up for time, right? But at the, yeah, me- sometimes. at the same time, though, you're listening to all kinds of different music or podcasts, and it makes time go even faster. So maybe it even feels like 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depending, you know? It depends. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, there comes a time where I'm just like, you know, it, it depends on what mood I'm in, though, for sure. Radio, though, as of, like, standard radio... I don't find myself no. listening to that too often. No. no, I have not listened to the actual radio in forever. I can't even remember. I think, no, wait, I lied. It was <laughs> Sunday, but it was only because I was driving around with my in-laws because we went and we went out to eat and they, you know, they're older. So they listen to the radio. Right. And it was like country radio too, but it was like all new stuff. So I didn't know like hardly any of the songs. I was like, Oh God. Am I really that out of touch? <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I'll listen to radio at work sometimes just because that's all they have. And, you know, there's no, like, Bluetooth or anything like that. So you're, you're kind of stuck. Oh, really? You, well, yeah. Well, I drive, you know, I drive truck, and their trucks aren't always uh, equipped with the uh, stuff for, for plug-ins for phones. I mean, auxiliary, sure, but my phone doesn't have auxiliary. They, they just did away with auxiliary, and I'm like, come on. Where's my headphone jack? I need oh, it. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, there's adapters, but do I really want to spend $20 on an adapter? No, not really. <laughs> no, I don't. For, for one phone, and then, like, in two years, you're going to have to get a new phone, so. Yep, and everything changes. They went from micro USB to USB-C, and there's just so many different yep. USBs. I have the C. Yep, that's what I got. Yep. And I think they're sticking with it, if you... Uh, if I think about it now, I think because I, I think they just made Apple 
have to switch from whatever they use to USB-C. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they huh. got in trouble somehow with... I forget what it was, but now they're they're being forced to use uh, USB-C now. They want all of them universal. Interesting. It well, I, eh, I mean, it's beneficial, I guess, for people that never have a phone charger on them. But it's going to suck for people who can use that excuse of, oh, I have an iPhone, sorry, can't use my charger. And <laughs> now they don't have an excuse anymore, like, haha, suckers. No, it's it's done. They, they can't use that as a, an excuse anymore. And and now, being said, they, they're going to have to give it up and, and give it to their Android friends who don't have iPhone <laughs> because there's a big Android-iPhone rivalry now, and everybody's just up in arms about yep. it. <laughs> my husband has an iPhone, and he swears up and down it's the best thing ever and that I should switch, and I refuse. Yeah, I never owned an Apple product, to be honest with you. I owned one, and I it got broken while I was at college. Oh. I got into a fight with a friend, and it oh, got man. broken. So it, it didn't matter. I, I had it for a, a short period of time, I think like a year or something like that. And oh, really? It it was like the, the tiny one, too. So like it, it, it wasn't like anything high-tech or anything. <laughs> so yeah. Um, our He's co-host, these, our co-host ghost, uh, he just, uh, he just got a new phone and his old phone just about a week ago, almost, uh, well, let's just put it this way. He went to go brush off some snow off his car and his phone fell out of his pajama pants and needless to say, it ended up underneath the tire of the car and got run over a few times, not just once, but few times, like two times. <laughs> and he did like a burnout on it and just, it, it, it was destroyed. And so gonna burn out in the phone. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's ghost. He he That's likes to funny. he likes to speed up the process, you know. He's gotta he's gotta get places. I mean, hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Oh yeah. No. He uh, he, he I think he was getting coffee. I think that's what he wanted to do. Is he's oh. leaving? I think he's leaving the driveway to go get coffee somewhere. I think it was like Dunkin' Donuts or something. And his phone was right. like, "No, please don't!" And then just like it, it was over, like the tire, and it was just over. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> Why? Right. I'm just a phone. I, I'm just trying to do my job, and then you run me over. <laughs> but you know, it's okay. Yeah. You know, phones are replaceable. As long as it's not something yeah. that's living, you know. I mean, in the world we live in, like, if you don't have a phone, you're screwed. Because, yeah. I mean, you know the time, phone. Need to make a phone call, obviously, phone. Yep. Need to contact anyone for anything, phone. Like, I don't know how to cook eggs, phone. Phone. Listen to music, phone. Hey, Google, how do you do this? I know. It's a, That's it. That's, we're so tethered to, to technology now. We have the uh, Echoes in the house. We have phones. We have uh, smartwatches. You just you can't you can't win. You know everything's tethered. I, I don't have a smartwatch. My husband does. Um, he wears it when he's at work, but he doesn't wear it like all the time, and he hardly keeps it charged, honestly. Oh really? And so, oh. yeah. But I mean, technology is. It can be a wonderful tool, and it can also be very toxic. So it's kind of important to remember that, you, you know, oh, you're absolutely. not living in the phone. Like you, you're in the real world. This is not cyberpunk. No, we're not, not, you know, tethered to, um, you know, the, the things like they implant in your brain or whatever, like, right. And that's just it. Like you play those games and you're like, do I, would I want, would I want a life like this? Would I want to yeah. be like that? 
<laughs> yes and no. It would be cool. I mean, you can't deny it would be cool. Right. But do I want to be tethered to or have an implant in my brain or, you know, what have you? Probably not. And having watched him play Cyberpunk, I, I'd have to go with nah. It's, it's a no for me, dog. Yeah, I mean, I played it. I got to get back into it. There, there's so many updates that they did to that game to make it better because there's a lot of bugs at first and all that stuff. And yeah. um, there was a cool uh, thing about it, though. Like, you can, like, go and, like, rewind, like, memories. You, you could see other mm -hmm. people's memories and stuff. Like, that would, if that was a real thing, do you think that would help a lot of, like, cold cases and stuff? Um, probably. I think so. Yeah, I would think, I think it would probably because you could go back and, like, see person doing whatever or, you could, if you forgot something from like last week, like say you signed up for a meeting and you forgot, you could go back and check your memory and be like, oh yeah, I did sign up for that. Yep. Or, you know, whatever. So it, would it be cool? Yes. But would it be a little scary? Also, yes. And oh, I don't know that I would want Keanu Reeves hanging out in my head like, hey, no. wake the fuck up, Samurai. <laughs> Like nah, I'm good. Nah, I think I think we'll pass on that one. <laughs> do you? Um, what do you play on? Uh, so I'm actually on PC now. I was using. Okay. I was on PlayStation for so long. I yeah. So it, it, 2020 was my 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 turning point. I think when I got to PC. Matthew has both. He has a PC and he also has a PS5. He just got his PS5. Like. I don't know, like a couple, like a week ago. Okay. Because okay. he'd been, he'd been talking about it for, and I was actually, I planned on getting it for him for Christmas as a surprise. But as you know, that thing was a house payment and a, <laughs> and a car note. So oh, yeah. it was very expensive. And I was just, I, I said, I'm sorry, I, I can't do it this time. Yeah. And so he finally got one and he's been excited. And everything runs a lot more smoothly now, which is cool. So, yeah, the crazy but thing the PC is, is, is cool too. He's put a lot, he built his himself, so he put a lot of work into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Building a PC is like, I would love to do that. I probably would have time now, but when I had the, the PC that I wanted, I was like, eh, I might just buy one already pre built. Like, this one was already pre built. Yeah. But what do you play on PC? Um, oh, God. Well, I like to mod Grand Theft Auto Five and play that, but I guess they did an update, so forget that for a while until they come up with another script hook. Um, oh God, uh, there's a couple different ones. I just got the new Sonic Frontier. Is it Frontiers? The new Sonic game. I got that about a oh. month or two ago. That's fun. Uh, nice. I gotta pop that. You mean it plays Fallout and Skyrim? Now those are my f my top two favorite, probably of all time. Like those those uh, series, like Fallout and Elder Scrolls. You can't, I don't know what it is about them. They're just so immersive. He loves, I've, I tried playing Fallout with him and I got really frustrated with it because ghouls were just coming out of nowhere. I was like, really? The ghouls? Like, I was just standing cool. here not bothering anybody. And then all of a sudden I just get slammed in the head. And I think I was playing Skyrim and I accidentally walked up on some giants and oh, I went, yeah. oh shit. And I backpedaled and then one of them saw me and I went, well, I'm done. <laughs> and they club you and you fly so, in the air. Yep, I yeah. know. I went, Lying all, I was like, how did this happen? And I got trapped in this weird cave. And every time I came back to life, I immediately died again oh, because no. there was something I can't remember what it was, but something in the cave that kept killing me back to back to back. And then, you know, how sometimes in Skyrim, like it glitches. So you like get stuck in a rock. 
yep or something or like you get stuck in a tree and you're like move it and you can't it won't let you move right i'm like this is so frustrating how does anyone <laughs> do this Man. So i'm like nah, i'm good I'll, I'll stick to watching youtube videos about comics and listening to death four i'm good yeah Everybody's got their own thing, you know. And and to be yeah. honest with you, video games are supposed to be enjoyable and not not frustrating. And and to be honest with you, like there are video games out there that will frustrate you. And yes, I, I stay away from those games because honestly, I don't have the time nor the patience for it. <laughs> nah, I, I don't. I, I would eat a controller across the room, honestly. Oh, I've broken plenty of controllers in my lifetime, and I don't. I don't want to go think, sp- spend sixty, seventy dollars on them anymore. I don't think he's ever broken a controller. I know he's gotten mad and like raged with a couple of times, but I don't think he's ever like thrown a controller because he, you know, his parents didn't buy a lot of that stuff. So you got like the the standard you know console and you got your one controller and then everything else after that you know he he got his headphones all of that stuff so if he gets mad and throws it guess who has to replace it yep and that's that that was the last time i did that which was uh, i think it was like in my mid to early 20s and it was because the game screwed up it was the last hit i needed on this the last boss and the game was like, no, you didn't that button. You did not hit that button. <laughs> and I died. And I, I had to start over. And I, I took that controller and just bent it like that. It was like pieces are <laughs> freaking flying everywhere. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, oh, God. I have to spend $60. What have I done? Like, yeah. No, that's going to be $60 out of my pocket. <laughs> so that, that never happened so again. I can't tell. You yeah. can't tell anyone that you did that because then they're gonna judge you. Well, I just oh, did. Good job. <laughs> but that was that it's was, okay. I'm not judging you. I was 24, 25 year old me now, and I'm 32, and it's like I, I don't do that anymore. I just uh, I, I try wow. to enjoy the game. I just shut it off now if it just irritates me. I'm just like whatever. Yeah. I don't need it anymore. <laughs> just just save. Just make sure you save. Yeah. Repeatedly, especially if you're about to go do something sketchy that you know you're probably gonna die in. Yes. Yeah. Save. And then go for it. Exactly. <laughs> well, it was good talking to you. I, I just want to real quick, go check out the musical Misfit. She is just about everywhere. I think Facebook, Instagram. Do you have a TikTok? I think you have TikTok, right? Um, I do, and I'm lazy, so I haven't posted anything in quite a while. But I will change that at some point. Yes. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, keep supporting local bands. Keep that drama to a minimum and go out there and have fun, guys. Absolutely. You know, it was a pleasure having you on. Thank you for reaching out to me. I need to reach out more because this is this is getting fun. I, I don't know. I, this is my second one. I, I know I have some things nice. to work on probably, but, you know, it, I think we always have something to work on, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We can all improve. There's always something to improve on. Absolutely. If you haven't already, go check out our Facebook page, share, like, and follow, and then head on over to the YouTube channel, the Unbomb Effect YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, and smash that bell for all the good times. Get all the updates on the lives and all that stuff. Jade, it's been a pleasure having you on. I hope to have you on again sometime in the near future. Um, I'm going to be looking forward to some of the in- interviews that you got going on in, in a couple weeks or so, whatever you got having you know planned. So, um, yeah, anything you want to say before we sign off? Um, just again, thank all, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for um, coming on, guys. Make sure you go like, share, subscribe, comment. It helps the algorithm. It helps all of us do what we do. Yes. Um, again, keep supporting your local scenes. Go to shows, buy merch, all that mess. Pre-save if your band posts something. Make sure you pre-save it because it does help the bands. Um, 
I wouldn't be able to do what I do and enjoy the music that I get to enjoy if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you all so much. If you've listened to my show once or a hundred times, if you've liked one post or a hundred posts, thank you so much. I really am super grateful for all of you. And I hope to keep doing this for a really long time. I hope so too, because you know, I like seeing different podcasters continue on and just doing their thing and evolve, grow and evolve. It's a good process. Yep, it's all about, <laughs> yep, it's all about growth. It's all about improvement and learning from each other and just doing what we do. Absolutely. Well, again, Jade, thank you for coming on. We are going to play us out with some White Tides. There's a show coming up on February 25th. Uh, you can go check out that on Facebook and all that. Perspective is going to be there. An easy death grind, uh, gainer. There's going to be a whole bunch of bands, and it's going to be a good time. So everybody in the Rochester area, please go check that out. Again, Jade, thank you for coming on. This is the M-Bomb Effect. Bye. Bye. <laughs> The M-Bomb Effect.